Welcome to Audit Bites, the show where we give you bite-sized chunks of information and education to help you excel in your audit career. Join our host, Robert Berry, as we tackle another tough auditing topic this week. Hey guys, welcome to episode number eight of Audit Bites. Audit Bites is the first live show where we talk about, well, auditing. Today's topic, why auditors and attorneys are at odds. Now, Audit Bites is available on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. And today we have a special guest, y'all. We have snow. I don't know if you noticed the snow in the background, but I see it. It's coming in loud and clear. So, it must mean that we are signaling wintertime. Either that or I need to get a different webcam. This one is brand new and it's not working, so it's going back to Amazon. But Audit Bites, first live show to talk about audit. And you can get CPE just for watching little old me. Go to auditbytes.com. Again, today's topic, why auditors and attorneys are at odds. So let's talk about it. Here's a recent headline from the San Diego Union Tribune. It's from September 27th of 2021, so that's very recent. If you notice the headline, unflattering audit of San Diego real estate deals prompts pushback from city attorney. So the question you might have is, how in the world did we get here where there's an unflattering audit of the San Diego real estate deal that now prompts a pushback from the attorney? Okay, so let's take a few steps back. Here's an article from December of 2020. The city of San Diego's new independent auditor is pushing ahead with plans to retain his own lawyer, a proposal first presented by his predecessor, but opposed by the city attorney's office. So what we have here is a city auditor who's saying he wants his own attorney. However, the previous attorney wanted his own, the previous city auditor wanted his own attorney as well. So now in a memo to the city council dated last Tuesday uh, from the date of this, sorry, in a memo to the city council, he said that his office will pursue in 2020 a ballot measure that will provide an independent legal counsel to the auditor's office. So now there was an attorney for the city, that attorney advised the city as well as the auditor's office. Here's what the auditor said. He said, we must be able to obtain independent legal advice when we determine it is needed to best serve the public. He also went on to say, we believe there is a structural conflict because the city attorney advises the city officials and departments that we are charged with auditing and investigating. He also said that the two roles performed by city lawyers, i.e. advising auditors and advising the subjects of audits, often place the city attorney's office in a difficult position when it comes to advising the auditor's office. So this is where we are, guys. We have a city auditor in San Diego who wants his own legal counsel to advise 
the Office of Internal Auditing, because in his opinion, it is a conflict of interest to have the attorney advising the city and the audit clients, ultimately, and the auditor's office. Now, we've got some people joining us, and I'm wondering, with that introduction, what do you guys think about this situation? Is it a conflict of interest? And Joe is here, my partner in crime. Joe, I see you. Good to see you, Joe. Heather is here, and Heather says, I will be on till I have to leave. That's kind of how it works, Heather. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Heather gets that as a joke, you guys, so don't think I'm being mean. I've known Heather for over 10 years, and I always pick on Heather because I love her as a dear friend. Bonita Lee is here. What's up, B? Leslie Hambrick is here. Hey, Leslie. And see, Leslie... I didn't even have to ask Leslie to drop the emoji because Leslie is cool like that. And Clarence, greetings. Has it started yet? Yeah, man. We're on. You on. You you are on. <laughs> We're on and you are on. And Michelle is here. Howdy, Michelle. I need a cowboy hat. Howdy. Um, so Heather says. For a city that big, it might be a good idea. So for those of you who have just strolled in, let me tell you what we're talking about. Audit Bites, the first live show about internal audit. Why audit and attorneys, uh, whatever I title this one, <laughs> disagree or not on the same page. Uh, so we're talking about San Diego, where the city auditor actually wants a separate uh, legal counsel, separate from the attorney that advises the city. He says that he believes it's a conflict of interest, but he's not the first one. His predecessor also said that it was a conflict of interest as well. And Heather is saying for a city that big, it might be a good idea. Hal says the lawyers who work for an organization are there to protect the interest of the organization within the bounds of the law. Hal, we're going to go off air now because Hal just summarized my major points. No, I'm just kidding. Well, no, I'm not kidding, but I'm kind of kidding. That is exactly it, Hal. Pozo says it is a conflict of interest. Well, of course it is. <clears throat> I'm trying not to give my opinion just lit, just yet until the story unfolds, but uh, you guys are smart. That's why you've been doing it for so long. Laurie says, I agree. I'm assuming Laurie agrees with everyone else because I'm not really giving my opinion yet. But we auditors are very smart people, and we know that this kind of smells like a conflict of interest. All right. Now, this story gets even better, or if you guys watch the Friday Frosters with Joe Irvin and Kelly Paxton and myself, I say sometimes it gets better or worse, depending on how you look at it. And Dana has just made it in, you guys. Dana showing up as LinkedIn user because she has her privacy settings set to where she doesn't want us to know who she is. But if you don't know Dana, Dana is a fantastic compliance person. And Dana and I were just in Washington, D.C., at the Financial Services Exchange Conference for the IIA, where I did the opening keynote, and Dana was the MC. So she did a whole lot more work than I did because she had to be there throughout. I just did like a 45 minute thing and I was done. Dana was a great MC and a good friend, and it was so good to see her in person for the very first time. So, hey, Dana, that was a lot about you, huh? <laughs> All right, back to the show, you guys. <laughs> um, so, um, what happened? 
is this city auditor. He said the two roles performed by the city lawyers, advising auditors and advising the subjects of auditors, often place the city attorney's office in a difficult position when it comes to legally advising the auditor's office. Now, earlier that year in 2020, um, the previous auditor issued the same recommendation, citing several examples in which his office was denied information by the city attorney. In one case, they're saying that the city attorney, Mara Elliott, declined to turn over records requested by the auditors, saying to do so would violate attorney-client privilege. In another case, the city attorney declined to specify whether certain city practices questioned by the auditor were legal or not. So the city's attorney stood by its legal determination and so did another law firm. Now, the auditor's office hired an outside legal counsel that actually reached the same conclusion that the auditors reached. This matter was supposed to go before city council at some point. However, just after the current city attorney was reelected, the city attorney's office ended the outside legal counsel agreement that the city that the city auditor had done. So the city auditor hired outside legal counsel. The legal counsel for the city got reelected. And as soon as she was reelected, she terminated the contract that the city auditor had with its own outside legal counsel. The city attorney's office said that it monitors all contracts and found that the work performed by the auditor's lawyer had been completed. Now, I don't know if the auditor hired that lawyer on a contract basis or if they had them on a return retainer. However, that kind of doesn't seem right. So for those of you who are just joining us, we're talking about auditors and attorneys and why they sometimes disagree. In San Diego, apparently there was some conflict because the auditor said that there's a conflict of interest if the legal counsel is advising the clients as well as the auditor. That outside auditor, that I'm sorry, that internal auditor then hired outside legal counsel. The city attorney was reelected. And after she was reelected, she terminated the contract that that audit department had with its own outside legal counsel. So what do you guys think about that? Alan is here and Alan is saying, wouldn't it be similar for companies and IA should consult with its own outside legal counsel in some contentious manners, matters? That would be my thought. That's why I'm asking you guys. What do you guys think? No, but seriously, um, that would be my thought as well. It would be a similar situation. So it seems like this city auditor is in a precarious situation. So now that first story was from last year. This year, this is the story from September 27th. A new memo by the city auditor says that city attorney Mara Elliott declined multiple invitations to participate in the months long audit of a real estate transaction that they, the audit department, criticized. Now, within this, the city attorney criticized the auditor for not interviewing her before he issued the report. Now, on the surface, that seems kind of bad, but the auditor's memo said that they tried to interview her and they interviewed several people in her office, but she wouldn't participate. So now we've got this he said, she said that's occurring. In her August 31st audit rebuttal, <laughs> The city attorney reiterated her criticism that she said in a July 22nd uh, um, memo as well. 
She said that her office's legal conclusions or that the auditor's legal conclusions were incorrect and that the assessment was based on speculation rather than fact. Now, here's a quote from her. She said, I've spent nearly two decades of my legal career advising government auditors and audit committees on their roles and responsibilities at the county of San Diego and the city of San Diego. This failure to seek complete information led to inaccuracies in the audit report. All right. So let's take that statement. And I want to know if anyone sees anything strange with that statement. Let me repeat it. She said, I've spent nearly two decades of my legal career advising government auditors and audit committees on their roles and responsibilities at the at the San Diego, at the city of San Diego. So I didn't know that <clears throat> lawyers actually advised auditors on their duties and responsibilities. So now Hal says my simplistic view, lawyers are there to do what is right for the organization, not necessarily what is right. Auditors are there to do what is right, period, full stop. Hal, I wish I had my soundboard up, my friend, because right about now I'd be giving you hand claps and all kinds of other things. But today I don't have my soundboard up. Wait a minute. Let's see. How quickly can I get my soundboard up? There's a big ding for Hal. Don't know if you guys heard that. So. Absolutely, Hal. Now. In this situation, here we have an audit department and a city attorney that are at odds. The auditor simply wants outside legal counsel because he feels as though he can get more objective advice from outside legal counsel. The city attorney has just been reelected and terminated a contract that the audit department had with outside legal counsel. The city attorney has said that she spent nearly two decades advising government auditors and audit committees on their roles and responsibilities. The audit committee of the city council was scheduled to consider her rebuttal, along with subsequent response to the audit from the mayor's office. Now, in the mayor's office, their response was they agreed to implement the things that the audit department recommended. So now what that tells me is there must have been some merit to the recommendations if the audit department, if, if the mayor's office was going to implement the recommendations made by the audit department. So here was the mayor's office response. They said, and I quote, the department intends to create a robust and long lasting policy that governs the real estate transactions of many types. This is what the chief operating officer said. The revised policy will serve as a guideline and tool for city council and city management to abide by even when specific transactions are not envisioned. So that was a part of the mayor's office response to the audit report. They said that they were going to update their policy. So essentially, it sounds like the audit office came up with some recommendations. The mayor's office agreed with the recommendations, but the legal office became, well, a little upset at those recommendations. Now, Hal is here still, and Hal says, if lawyers can tell auditors what to do, perhaps auditors should advise attorneys. <laughs> Thank you, Hal. I was thinking it, but as the show's host, I'm trying to not be as snarky as I am on other days. Um. Now, in this particular situation, here's what happened too. the auditors found fault 
with some real estate investments made under the previous administration. They said that that previous administration failed to do certain things that caused the city to lose, in, in one instance, about $60 million. The legal office really became upset because, and, and I'm reading this from the article, in the rebuttal, the city attorney said that she criticized the audit for saying it was her office's failure to recognize red flags in one of their uh, real estate dealings that cost the city at least $60 million on a 19-story high-rise. She also said that her office as attorneys must rely on those with expertise, and they hired some people with expertise that failed to live up to their end of the contractual agreement. So the auditors are saying that there were several red flags that they should have noticed. The attorneys are saying that they relied on the expertise of the experts that they hired. So now, this dispute over the auditor's review is not the first dispute between the city auditor's office and the city attorney. The previous city auditor for the city of San Diego had similar disputes. So let's go back to our audience. Dana says, ha, Robert crushed it. Talking about my keynote speech at the Financial Services Exchange. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Dana, very much. Thank you. And now Dana is laughing hysterically, probably at me. That happens a lot, but we're okay with that. All right. So auditors, the question here is, why are we at odds with attorneys or are we at odds with attorneys? And Hal has brought up some very valid points as to why he thinks we are at odds and his opinion on attorneys advising auditors. I tend to agree with Hal, but before I give you three or four points to ponder, let me talk first about, well, the Ask Better Questions boot camp. Did you know that recent studies show that 85% of your career success is due to your ability to get along well with others? That means your soft skills. So for me, what that means is I've developed the Ask Better Questions boot camp where I teach auditors how to ask better questions so that they can get better answers so that they can perform better audits. It is a nine week, 18 hour course. Our next cohort starts October the 18th. If you would like to know more about it, go to thatauditguy.com slash boot camp. And while you're there, don't forget about the best selling book about asking questions while auditing. Ask, get, perform. If you'd like to know more about that book and perhaps read maybe the first chapter, go to askgetperform.com. Also, auditors, you are awesome. Don't you ever forget that. And don't you let anyone tell you otherwise. Go drop me your email address at awesomeauditors.club because we have some cool things coming up to help you in your audit career. As you guys can tell, I talk about things that most people won't talk about. I say things that most people won't say. Why? Because I care about you and your career. With that said, oh boy, before we get down to it, I always love comments from my friend Hal. Hal says the realities are if auditors have reported something that is right, but could cause liability for the organization, the lawyers are going to have problems with it. Absolutely. Hal, I need to have you on as a guest host at some point. We need to talk about that. Maybe, maybe not. Um, so let's talk about this. Why attorneys, uh, why attorneys um, and auditors are sometimes at odds. Well, here's why. First, attorney, attorney, the attorney 
advises the organization. The attorney is the organization's advisor. So like Hal said a few minutes ago, the attorney is looking out for the best interest of the organization. Now, I think it's important that auditors understand that because oftentimes we try to get the attorneys to see our way, our way. Well, I think you have to refocus and retool that. Attorneys have a different objective from auditors. If you think about it that way, you'll see that most of the things they do and say actually are in line with what their job is. Don't try to get an attorney to actually see and do your job. Why don't you see it from their point of view? Their point of view is to advise the organization of what might be a liability, of what not to do legally, or even how to do certain things, you know, given current laws. So stop trying to fight with them and make them see what your job is. You know what your job is. Do your job and realize that an attorney is an advisor to the organization. So that's the first thing. Second thing is the attorney brings awareness. The attorney might bring some awareness to a company when there's a new law, rule and regulation. They may say, here's the law, rule and regulation. Now, here is how we can actually do things within this law, rule and regulation. Sometimes that actually means walking up to that fine line and hopefully not crossing it. And some of that makes us uncomfortable as auditors because sometimes we like to see black and white. But the world is not black and white. The world is full of gray. So as you can tell, what I'm trying to tell you here is stop trying to look at it through your own audit lens. Look at it through the attorney's lens and maybe you'll have a different um, or even a better perspective of how to deal with attorneys because they have a valuable and viable role in an organization just like you do. All right. The next thing I want to say is when in doubt, the attorney is going to do what's in the best interest of the organization and the organization's leadership. When in doubt, the auditor is going to do what's in the best interest of the stakeholders. And those things may not always line up. Okay, let me say that again. All right, bye, Heather. Have a great day. See you tomorrow on Friday Froster. Let me say that again. When in doubt, the attorney is going to do what's in the best interest of the organization. When in doubt, the auditor is going to do what's in, best, in the best interest of the stakeholders. That's an important point that you have to remember and that you have to consider. Now, oftentimes what's in the best interest of the stakeholders will be in line with what's in the best interest of the organization. Let's not forget that either. What I want you guys to understand is that attorneys are not your enemy. Attorneys have a different yet related job that they have to do. Stop trying to convince them that you are right. You know what your job is. Do it. But also understand what their job is so that you all can work better together. It's not really an us against them. Everyone should be looking out for the best interests of the organization. But as auditors, we take it a step further because we have the stakeholders to contend with as well. All right. Let's take the situation with Boeing that's in the news. But if you look at Boeing, I'm sure their attorneys advise them on the best way to limit their liabilities. Now, I'm fairly certain the auditors were probably saying you need to report this. And if you don't know what happened with the Boeing, they had at least two aircraft that were downed and it ended up that, well, internally, some members of the organization actually knew about it and didn't do anything about it. So, again, you have different objectives, but both positions are valuable to the organization. So now. 
Your third reason is the attorneys advise management. So you have the organization, but then you also have management. If there's a member of management within an organization that is involved in something that could cause the entire organization trouble, the attorneys are going to advise that person to do whatever needs to be done that limits the organization's liability. Your auditor may say, nope, I don't care about the liability here. We care about doing what's right. So again, attorneys have different roles from auditors altogether. You have to appreciate it, though, because it is valuable and viable to the organization. See, I bet you guys thought I was going to bash attorneys when you saw the title of this. Not at all. And then the fifth thing is, as I've said all along, as auditors, your job is to advise the stakeholders, whether that be the board, the audit committee, any other stakeholders, depending on the industry that you're in. Our jobs are different, but necessary and needed in the organization. So if you joined us late today, today's topic was talking about why auditors and attorneys are at odds. Realistically, we're not at odds. We just have different jobs, different goals, different objectives. The story we talked about today was the city of San Diego because they have some real personality issues there. The city auditor and the city attorney, well, they kind of are at odds, are at odds. The city auditor wants his own independent attorney to advise him on matters. He says that it's a conflict of interest to use the attorney that advises the city personnel and the city management team when it comes to audit engagements. He says that he believes it is a conflict of interest. I happen to believe he's right. He actually hired an outside counsel at one point, And when the city attorney was reelected, she canceled the contract. Now, she stated that they monitored all contracts and her office determined that the attorney's role was done. This case was supposed to be presented before uh, the audit committee, and at some point it got removed from the agenda, and I think that was last year. I think it's up to be reviewed by the audit committee again, but at the end of the day, auditors and attorneys both have jobs that are important to organizations. It is most likely a conflict of interest if you're using your organization's attorney to advise you on audit matters simply because your overall goals and objectives are different. Attorney's first job is to protect the interest of the organization. An auditor's first job is to protect the interests of the stakeholders of the organization. Those are two different audiences, which means you have two different job functions, but they're both related to hopefully seeing the success of the organization. Now, I'd like to know what you guys think about that and about the points that we've made here, because the question for today was why auditors and attorneys are at odds. They truly aren't. But in some instances, you might see, well, certain politics thrown around where they may be or they may appear to be. Hal said, with the city of San Diego example, politics makes this even more complex in terms of the dynamics. 100% agree, Hal. 100% agree. Um, but the big takeaway is auditors and attorneys are not at odds. We both want to see our organizations succeed. We just have different goals, different objectives, and different job functions. Attorneys should not be trying to tell auditors how to do their job and vice versa. Auditors should not be trying to tell attorneys how to do their jobs. What should happen is we should attempt to understand one another so that we can work better together.
Hey, I think that sounded pretty good. Hal, what do you think? <laughs> All right, guys. This has been Audit Bites, episode number eight. We are available on all of the popular podcasting platforms. If you like the format of this show, tell all your friends. You can also get CPE just for watching me. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Audit Bites. If you want to do more, see more, be more, check out our website at auditguide.com where you will find quality training. Audit merch. Yes, we have hats, shirts, and other apparel, as well as past copies of this podcast and the Friday Frosta podcast. www.audityguide.com. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.